Heads up, eyes open, the fist clenched. Yeah, yeah. This here be the chairman, Fred Hopton Jr. Live and direct. See, now I need y'all to bear with me as I bear my soul and take you on the insides behind enemy lines about some state-sanctioned assassinations, mass incarcerations, and some other plans that these pigs done put into place in order, amongst other things, to control the world population. You see, now it ain't no coincidence. A lot of y'all cats don't even know about the infamous Cointel Pro What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, BW, or better known as Brittany. And we have another episode of the Black Picture Podcast. Are you down with the BPP? And we watching and talking about BPP. Right, the BPP and the BPP. The Black Picture Podcast, you know, we explore films and TV shows uh, that star black actors and or were made by black filmmakers. Um and just to discuss and deep dive into the culture and the artistry of black cinema, um, I have with me Dave and G. Say what's up to the people. Yo, <laughs> it's your boy G from the Underrated Crew. Your country cousin Dave. Got that compressor now, so I might not be as loud anymore. Oh, you was loud before? Yeah, they act yeah. like they can't hear me, so I'm going to speak up this time. You talking in your sexy he, phone. He was. <laughs> And that was last time. We kept telling you that. <laughs> Let me tell you, I just get excited. You know what I'm saying? No, you did get excited. It was a good movie, though. Yeah. It was a good show. So what y'all been up to this week? Moving, shaking, you know. And jiving. Jiving. Well, I just quit a job to get a new job. But really, I got fired from that other job. <laughs> it was only because I was at my new job. I feel it. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I made a job. I'm trying to make this job get rid of me. <laughs> but I don't think they want to fire me just yet. I'm like, just, just can you just go, go ahead and do it now? <laughs> right, just no, let me go. I no, I understand. <laughs> I told them I was sick. You would think they would be more lenient now, you know, since we just had a whole damn pandemic that we technically still in. Mm-mm. But nah, they didn't give a damn. They said I missed too many days. Granted, I, I did miss like two, three days back to back. But I That's not know, a lot that's, of days. It's not, right? It's not. I'm gonna come back in Monday, maybe, <laughs> if I don't like this job. I accidentally answered the phone. It was my manager that called me. And I was like, damn, I'm mad I answered the phone. <laughs> like, fuck, I answered the phone. It's like when you don't recognize the number that you pick up because right. you think it may be somebody. Because like, I'm at my other job, but I'm thinking it's somebody at my other job calling me. So I'm like, damn, I gotta answer the phone. I'm just like, oh shit. No. I, I know I know your number now. Yeah, I never. I, I, I will answer, answer it again. It <laughs> yeah, I see it after that. But hey, if, I, if I was a manager, I'd change my number every time. And I asked Just, when I asked, yeah. I said, "Is this your personal number?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> so I right, got him. Won't answer. Blocked. Thanks. <laughs> call me again. But look, this week. We got another film that we're going to talk about, of course. And it's Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah is a biographical drama film about the portrayal of Fred Hampton, the chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party. Another BPP, just by the way. <laughs> um, offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates that chapter to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah stars Daniel Kalua and Lakeith Stanfield and was directed by Shaka King. Shaka King? Shaka King. Shaka King? Shaka King. <laughs> but let me ask you guys this. What did you all know about Fred Hampton before even watching this movie? 
Well, G said it last time conversing, but the Jay Z fact he was born. He was he's died the same day Jay Z was born. Uh, same year, same yeah, same day, same year. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton died. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, I will say. I did not know a lot about Fred Hampton. Um, as far as what he was, what he was doing, how young he was, that was that was really like. Whoa, but um, yeah, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, Alabama public school system, they ain't teaching. Yeah, they not teaching us about Fred Hampton. <laughs> Maybe they are now. No, they're not. No. Who knows? I think they like they got they trying to like pass something to where they don't even talk about certain stuff. Oh, yeah, like critical that. race theory. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Te- the real teacher still gonna teach it, but yeah. But what? Wait, what is the critical race theory? Basically, they're saying they don't want to put anything in the schools that like would deem as racist they don't want to teach kids about racism and stuff like that but so you just ain't gonna teach history that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's what i'm saying no, like, no, i'm confused oh no, yeah they don't want with critical race theory you would learn that you are racist they don't want to teach that if you've just been teaching your history and this is how it is then it's not racist see what i'm saying critical race theory just doesn't they like it's it's a theory, so it's not they're not talking about facts like like historical events. It's just talking about how you think and why you think like that. Mm. Yeah, it's a liberal arts type thing. Anyway, interesting, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> not a whole lot about Fred Hampton. Gotcha. G, what about you? Um, well, I actually knew about Fred Hampton a little bit based upon like I just kind of like used to look up like figures like that up to be honest with you. I had like that one teacher that actually forced that actually like forced you to learn about Black history. Mm-hmm. Luckily, uh, I ain't gonna lie. Shout out Miss Eva. <laughs> but, um, I actually knew about like the fact that um, he was a powerful figure and stuff like that. I didn't know how how he brought these people together and whatnot, but I was like told about how he was like a powerful figure that he was um, that when he spoke, it was so powerful that. Any in the like the whole world will listen or whatnot. You know how old folks talk to you, right? You know what I mean, but um, they said that he was a young brother, that he died a young brother and stuff like that. But it, that, that kind of made sense because I want to say like everybody was young at that time. Yeah. So like, but uh, it just it just seemed like a great guy. He was like, yeah, he was such a great guy, very inspirational, quite an influence. You know, he died young. It was so sad. <laughs> it was like the police did him dirty. He's like, sometimes your own kind will get you. Know. Well, hey, all. Skin folk and kin folk, as they say. Unfortunately. <laughs> but so um, for me, I um, you know I heard a little bit about him. Just you know, Black Panther. You associate you know certain people, Fran Hampton, to that. But I uh, went to this film screening, and I saw this documentary, The First Rainbow Coalition, and then that's where I like you know learned more about him and his movement and how he brought together like Hispanics and poor whites and like just all disenfranchised people together just by relating and so again if you could connect to a person on an emotional level on a human level you can bring them together that's the power of cinema also right, right. movies right. <laughs> movies you connect on a on a emotional level and you you draw it in your audience but anyway um so that's what i know about him but then the film, you know, gave us more about that. And it just just, just goes to show <laughs> how, like, no matter what we're doing, we can be doing good like they were, feeding young kids and 
the person just don't, the people just don't want to see you happy. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to see you do better than them. Just don't want to see you doing good. Because it's it's funny because it's like everything that the Black Panthers were doing after the government actually like did what they did to discredit the Black Panthers, they actually started doing it. Those same those, those same programs, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. Same but how it be? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it be your own folks. You just do it first. <laughs> mm -hmm. But let me ask you this: So, what were your initial feelings when you watched this movie? Like at the end, you how did like at the end, like how did you feel? Um, I get I get the 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 weight that being a revolutionary, like having to believe that about yourself, um, in that time frame. I didn't I didn't feel like I was a revolutionary <laughs> after I watched it, but right. I felt like I should be doing something more than what I'm currently doing uh, with my life in general. Uh, and that was the that was that was one of the movies that that pushed me into going um, start starting to study for law school. Um, that in Seoul, actually. Uh, I haven't uh, seen so. We gotta we gotta watch so. Yeah. But um I was definitely inspired. Like it would inspire it was a lot of a lot of actions and emotions. Um I say the two biggest was inspiration and just like being pissed off again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> definitely anger was one of them, like god damn. <laughs> yeah. You definitely you definitely get a sense of frustration. Yeah. Strong sense of frustration. So what about you, man? I think it's um I mean for me it kinda made me like I was kinda aggravated because it's just like, you know, you constantly hear the story time and time again of, of like um the way that they mistreat our black leaders and stuff like that. So that I can but seeing it, you know, it kinda makes you like pissed off all over again. You know, it's different from word of mouth when mm -hmm. you can actually visualize it. But um I also kinda like had a like a like, hmm, I'm not surprised moment when they um said that Barack committed suicide after uh yeah. they released the interview. Yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't surprised about that. Either. No, because the hood was gonna beat your ass. They was gonna come. <laughs> they was gonna come kick down that door after they found out because he was still living in Chicago, wasn't he? He was living somewhere. He had a family, a wife, and a kid. Well, honestly, it didn't and matter where, where he was at. Like when they found when they found out, oh, this is you. <laughs> Well, you think you finna go back to work? So, okay. Oh no, sir. Boy, they was gonna they was gonna be that ass. I think it was more so the guilt. <laughs> I, I, I think they it really was by, the like, guilt. But I'm just. Him. But you know, it's still like if he ain't do it, somebody was that unfortunate. Oh, like, because uh, I feel like people. The fact you have to think about the there was people that actually still held strong ties and strong genuine feelings to that situation. So to find out that oh it was you. True. People will go and try and retaliate off, you know, over something like that. Not saying that it would have probably actually happened. He probably could have actually walked, through, you know, still been living today if he didn't actually do it. But no, I, I just so. feel like his possibilities. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. That, I feel that, like his possibilities are still a kid, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's possible. And his pregnant wife was like in the home also when yeah. he died. So. Whew. And fun fact, his son is now the chairman of the Black Panther Cubs, which is like, you know, the baby Black Panthers. Yeah, you know, they still going strong that's activism up that way. Shout out to him. Round yeah. Fred Hampton Jr., right? Or the mm -hmm. second. Junior. Yep. Yeah. 
That's just wild. So let me ask you this. Diving into the, the story, the premise of this film, what do you think the premise or overall theme of it was? It's all in the title. Judas and the, mm-hmm. the Black Messiah. I mean, we knew we knew, we knew he was going to die at the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That story is already told. Yeah. <laughs> it's more so just showing you how it was done. Yeah. Right. And I felt like, like, like you said, the stories, we know what it was, but we didn't know to a death and you know there were other myths out there about what happened and the friendship between William and Fred like some people were saying that they were really good buddies they was his bodyguard but the truth was they really weren't that great of friends yeah. so the director and the writers really did a good job really did a good job in researching and um Fred Hampton Jr. and his mom Deborah on the movie, but she changed her name. Um, they were consultants. Yeah. On the movie. Yeah, I I, I do like that because uh, giving it that validity, you know, like is it, you gonna wait till everybody dead to tell the story? Yeah, no, I don't like what so so can't nobody say that this is wrong, right? You know, that didn't really happen that way. Like you still make your movie, but at least somebody <laughs> can come out after it's over and be like, nah, that ain't how it happened for you. You know, that ain't that ain't true. But yeah, getting that seal of approval, I did like that. Yeah, yeah, and it, um, but speaking of which, just kind of side note. Speaking of families and movies, apparently like Aretha Franklin, you know, have the, they have a couple adaptations of her biopic out there. Apparently like the family never signed off on like none of those, <laughs> except like the one with Jennifer Hudson. She, like all the other ones with the British actress that's playing Aretha have, Franklin, like they didn't like like that one at all. She didn't have a wheel when she died, right? I'm not sure. I think that, I think that's the thing. Aretha, Aretha Franklin of all people. She died. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. I'm about somebody else. Um, I'm thinking about that just did a versus. A versus? Nah, ain't none of them did yet. Like talking about Whitney uh, Houston? No, no. How she ain't do no versus? Do no versus? Like I know she did. Like R. P. Whitney, but still. Lord, this is going left. Bobby Brown. The, the correlation was that Bobby Brown was just on the versus, right? You said somebody I'm was talking just, about and the, the Bobby no, Whitney. The no, women that that did it. They were sitting there. They were, you know, all being all like, you know, friendly and stuff like. You talking about Pat yeah, yeah, I guess that's who it was. But who was she with? Dion Warwick, I want to. Maybe. I don't think that was it. Betty Wright. Yeah, I don't. Anita Baker. He done went so far left. Okay. <laughs> uh, none of these people are in that movie. I was just saying that I think, I might be wrong, but I think Aretha Franklin died without a wheel. So, like, she does, she has nobody in control of her estate to say. You know, who's going to say that, yeah, that's good, or no, that's not? She has kids. Yeah, but when you don't have, when you don't leave a will. That like, don't matter. Yeah, like, nobody, you you, you don't you don't leave nobody to, to officially speak on your behalf, you know? Or you only I don't think that's true. Person. But nonetheless, how do we get off subject? Back to what yep. we were talking about. Look, I ain't going to lie. I thought it was funny that. You had, like, uh, I always think it's funny that, like, the British actors be playing, like, Americans better than Americans sometimes. Because their acting skills is very, like, dope as fuck that you don't even really believe that, oh, shit, this nigga's, this nigga's from Britain. Slot the whole thing up. Yeah. 
That's that's crazy because it's like you could get somebody who is actually from America and you'd be like, yo, this nigga's acting skills need to improve. Like, <laughs> what is he doing? Like, well, I mean, I think they train differently. Actors over in the UK, they train differently, mm-hmm. and and they do have a unique skill set because they are having to cover up their accent. Like, whereas in America, you really can sound kind of regular and be from anywhere. You know, that's true. They have to mask their whole accent. We sound distinct. Nobody would think I was from Mobile or the South. Yeah, just maybe on certain words, but if like just speaking, you wouldn't know where I was from. Certain certain phrases you say, right? Is a tell all. (laughs) But he did. uh, Daniel Kaluuya did a great job of sounding like Fred Hampton, though. Oh, Um, God. Getting that cadence down, mm-hmm. uh, even even like the tone and and pitch, all that was good. What did he say he did? Like he did, he went to like the orchestra. He had yeah, album. we was just watching, and um, he said that he um, watched all of his speeches, and he also channeled into how watching those speeches made him feel, and so he took that and wanted to make the audience feel that way. Yeah. And so he studied the orchestra and he had like a dialect coach and an opera learner how, like, how yeah. to like control. He had an opera coach yeah. is right. what he said. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I just, said everything. But... Yeah. I was trying to think about it. I was went like, to a symphony. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he probably, he probably recorded a whole album for all we know. I mean, he might have got one out there. <laughs> <laughs> but so how do you so you think that he did a really good play job playing uh Fred Hampton? What do you think about Lakeith Sanford? I know that you have <laughs> quarrels. Yeah, I mean, I I just want I just I just want that boy to get some help. <laughs> you know. Except that you need help and go get that. Um I th- I, there, there were really no bad actors. It's just one one guy that looked looked really awkward every scene he's in, but he probably just looked awkward, period. Um, Who was that? I don't remember his name. He had the afro. He was the one that the light skin brother. He played play like Bobby Lee. Yeah, his, his jaw was always like, "Yep." <laughs> said, said the jaw. Yep. That's how that guy is in real life. Yeah, he was nah, on that documentary, yeah. the Rain, the first Rainbow Coalition. That's really like he's really jaw, like. like yeah, tall, skinny, awkward. like like that in he's real awkward. life. He awkward in real life. Yeah. Damn. But no, they they I did guess he did a perfect, great job. Yeah, he did the character. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah, I mean, no, every yeah, I think all the characters were they, they were great. it was an it was a strong cast. Yeah, like, if they do 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 they have awards for that? Like yeah, um, they Kalua won best supporting actor, I believe. I mean, like overall cast, of course they have. Oh, um, I think that's what like best picture would be, oh, right? Supporting actor. Oh, well, we'll get it into that, but I also want to say that the director, Shaka, actually wrote those roles for those people. Uh-huh. Like, he had those specific people in mind mm. for these roles and those characters. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, kind of dangerous, but, you know, it paid off in the end, right? <laughs> Wait, why do you say it's dangerous? Yeah. Because then what if you can't cast those people? Because in in watching some interviews with um, the director, it really came down like the two weeks before they were shooting, before they secured Jesse, um, 
like the FBI guy mm-hmm. because it was just so much like his apparently like his agents weren't giving him the notifications like hey they want you he's to easily this. replaceable though yeah, yeah but the director like, really really wanted him and he was really guy. like yeah. Yeah. Holding out, yeah, you he do he do look untrustworthy. Yeah. I wouldn't trust that motherfucker <laughs> at, all. at all. But you know he's married to Kirsten Dunst. You know Kirsten Dunst. Uh, <laughs> she, she was in. He trustworthy don't mean he is. <laughs> Which one that is? That's the one that played in. Um, uh, bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. And Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah Spider Man. That's what I know. Okay. Yeah. Um. So with that, um, diving into their characters, I find it interesting how when we're introduced to Fred and William, is in very contrasting contrasting viewpoints, right? So Fred mm-hmm. is kind of like at the height of his career. He's recruiting people, making, you know, speeches and getting to people, and then we're introduced to William <laughs> while he's like committing crime, and then he's about to like face years in jail. <laughs> right. They, they, um... It was, it was uh, the, the coming, coming into, coming into who they were gonna be. I think so, because he was still like, um, Brad Hampton was still getting people walking out. He had to do in the dashiki walkout. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were mastering their craft, so to speak. I look at it like that. I, I agree. He was definitely like, I feel like he was mastering his craft, but I feel like he was doing it at such a rate where, where if they didn't stop him, he probably would have. He definitely would have accomplished his goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He definitely would have accomplished his goal and we would have been sitting here having a different conversation. Right. But um I feel like for him to be at a, such a young age and to have such that power to like bring such a, a group of people together just under just under like finding the common ground, that's actually a very powerful thing in itself. Like I feel like um I kind of want to know more about like his upbringing, like, yeah, because for him to be so young, because like you know, most of the time it's like go to college, like even in that day it was like go to college, get a good job, this is what's gonna be. I couldn't imagine a conversation like mom, dad want to be activists, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I want to go ahead and fight for the people, right? You know, but yeah. that was still around the time Martin Luther King, um, you know, and so the this Southern seventies. <laughs> Damn, yeah, well, let's fact check. Let's see. Man, history is by far my weakest subject. <laughs> I love they would history. just say history is um, literature, you know, and just because it's mostly fiction. You know, it would be, I would be fine with that. The late 1960s. So Martin Luther King then was still around. Well, he died in what 60, early 60s. I but told you. <laughs> Look, don't look this way for no confirmation. You either? <laughs> wow. 68 is my, is my guess. I don't know. 68. Nonetheless, it was still around the same time uh-huh. of the Southern Civil Rights Movement. Right. Mm-hmm. And But Fred Hampton was just, I guess he. you think he was influenced by what was going on in the South, and it was just, this is what I have to do? I don't think that is inevitable. Yeah, I feel like all those movements kind of like empower them to want to bring change and stuff like that. They just, I think they just got up and one day it was just like, hey, fuck it. Right. Like, honestly, I, I honestly be wondering, like, what makes people just 
decide to step the fuck up and just do something. Which, don't get me wrong, I applaud you in, like, many cases, but I don't know. Like, I've heard somewhere, like, you shouldn't really be the first black person to do certain things just because it, it may not... <laughs> It may not pan out like is it, that's some scary shit to be like the first black person to like hit a cop back. Like when you think about it, like yeah. this nigga might kill me. <laughs> like I freedom, huh? Breath. Come on. That's right. I'm already yeah. thinking about that. But that but oh, that's no. what but that's what I was saying. Like for me, it didn't it didn't make me wanna go out and be like Yeah, let me go. Let me go let me go, let yeah, me go let me fight back. storm yeah. the Capitol. You know. Well see now we wouldn't do nothing like that. Well no, of course not. <laughs> but they did they did uh march to the Capitol. They marched. Yeah, they didn't yeah. even allow them to get too close. So yeah. but the white people got to get all up and do that. So, Nonetheless, that's a different subject. <laughs> so would we not do it but, or would we not be allowed to? But I was just <laughs> saying that um that it uh it 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 inspires something else. It didn't inspire me to 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 become an activist, but it it definitely fueled me to want to do something about my situation and my people. Right. It definitely like woke your like if you wasn't woke before, you should have been woke then. <laughs> like that should have just woke like open your eyes enough to do woke <laughs> <laughs> just open your eyes enough to do more research and to understand what was really going on and how conniving the government is essentially right. you know is it still going on still going on you to know? this day and speaking of the context at the time like like the movie was being made during um you know the george floyd protest and brown and taylor protest and um so how, do you think that those the context at the time really spoke into the film as well um i guess you could see like the resemblance of it you know i mean so to speak whatnot it was it was a different kind of focus so yeah they, didn't they have clips like some present day clips in like the intro or something of current present current yeah current oh, day. i can't remember i'm sorry i, I want to say it was, <laughs> it was strange but I, i'm i'm thinking that in my head but you're saying they had some modern um art pieces at the beginning yeah just like just like short Clips or like they're doing a compilation anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This. I mean, it's mandatory. Like you gotta. <clears throat> it's it's just a reminder. It, my my history my history professor used to say that history doesn't repeat itself. Man repeats himself. So you know it is just a reminder of that when you watch stuff like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean that's confusing. Like history doesn't repeat itself. Yeah, say yeah, come on. Man repeats himself. Mm -hmm. History is just what's was written down. You know what I'm saying? The man is the one that's yeah, repeating himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. She's one of the things like, well, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. But it's still history repeating itself. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. So with the title of the film being Judas and the Black Messiah, who do you think was the protagonist and antagonist or the lead? And with we what's talked it? about earlier that what's Daniel Kaluuya winning Best Supporting Actor. Uh, that that was that, I think that was by design that they put them up against each other, but um. Uh, 
I, I, yeah, I think it. I think it's because you know they kept holding that over his head um, to, in order to get him to do that. Because remember he tried to pull out and he's like, "Bro, I don't want to do this shit." Who was that? Um, Lakeith. Yeah, got to be Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, he was trying to oh, pull so out. He, so he was up. Uh, he was upset because he wasn't gonna yeah. be the lead. No, 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 no. I'm saying as far as like them. Um, did you ask like who's the protagonist and who's the antagonist or whatnot? Like I wouldn't necessarily say like um that he would be the antagonist or anything like that, mostly because of the fact that like he was put up to the test, like like he was forced to do like I mean he in wasn't a sense, forced. He was forced, he was just asked, Do you wanna do this or not? Yeah, he wasn't nah, forced. It's, kinda, it's not yeah, kinda, you go to jail, you don't go to jail, you pay your time. Or what? Was, like it's not. He wasn't forced. It was, was a choice that he made. They basically he told was, him like, if you, either you gonna, either gonna like, be down or you gonna, gonna be down. Yeah, like either we gonna send so you to jail for like this me time. Y'all would have chosen to do that. I mean, no, not me. But I'm just saying, like. But I also wouldn't be. I could understand why you. Would, I can't see it. I, I can understand why, because I mean, it was just that's that's some like. It, it was some scary shit, as you can tell. His scary, his character was a scary person. Well, he shouldn't have been doing scary crimes. Like he yeah, was the one was... who was dressed up as a pretend cop and going into a diner and trying to sit somebody the car. I, niggas do niggas do a lot of shit today out of fear. I think they're both protagonists. They're both <laughs> the protagonists. It just depends on How who you look at who you're looking at. Yeah, right. So you know, if it's the origin story of William O'Neill, then you watching him become the super villain. Exactly. You know, and and so so you saying antagonists can't be the lead the star in the movie? I'm like, saying that the format that they use is old and outdated. Like we don't have to have an antagonist, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, no, I still say the FBI agent is antagonist. Well, the that whole the government is the in entity itself. in itself. This is the antagonist. The external. There's, there's always that mandatory. <laughs> right. Yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> that's what it is. That's soldier boy said. Antagonist. <laughs> so, um. With that, in, in a discussion, you know, this story, the structure wasn't your typical structure, right? So then I guess you wouldn't have your typical protagonist and antagonist, right? Right. Um, but I still think that it still hit points of the three-act structure, but just not mm -hmm. in your traditional way. Character, uh, character presentation, so to say. What do you mean? The way the characters were presented. That's all. Yeah. yeah, I ain't trying to get lost. Go ahead. <laughs> go, go, go up in there. No, <laughs> ain't nowhere to go. I was just saying it. <laughs> Did it right? What did you say to that, Gene? <laughs> don't go there. Yeah. Why y'all? I'm so freaking confused. I'm not wise. As far as like, if we're talking about um. How it is because I, I do see my I do feel like although it it is technically about Fred Hampton, I do feel like the the more focus was like trying to tell it from the side of O'Neill, you know, like his point of view. So that's why he couldn't necessarily be the antagonist, to be honest, because like like as you said, it's no different than like how they um how they went about like trying to humanize the Joker in the Joker movie, you know, mm -hmm. they basically humanize O'Neill and actually seeing like how he went about this how it led to these uh, events of him being the uh, the enemy or being behind enemy lines and whatnot. So, like I said, I don't agree with how what he did, you know, 
but I can see, okay, that's why you did it. You didn't want to lose your freedom and spend that time in jail. Because I think they told him it was like, what, five years minimum for uh, impersonating an officer? Whatever it was, he could have survived. Still in a car. <laughs> he could have survived. He probably, he probably would have went to uh, prison, too. Yeah, he's not going to that, Yeah, that's a federal crime. <laughs> You're going to prison. Yeah. You're not going to jail. You're going to jail for maybe, maybe the, like the car thing, but, but they, going to prison for... Um, they both developed though. Yeah, I, I would even say that the um, say that the the FBI agent had a moment where he was like, mm, maybe a few moments where he was like, where he kind of was humanized as well. Like, yeah, like he didn't want to do it's, it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Is this him? Should I be? You know. He, yeah, I know what you mean. But I don't trust him, so it probably wasn't real. No way. It probably wasn't genuine. Mm. <laughs> Looked like a snake. <laughs> That's probably why he wanted him for the role. He just I mean, looked like they're, they're a dime a dozen though. You get it. You can walk outside and and say free hummus and you'll find one. I'm so weak. You're gonna, gonna find one that look untrustworthy. Right. I don't trust you. But they but but they all most of the yeah, every every person that had legitimate screen time had some kind of development. Like you saw them in a position before where they where they wouldn't have done what they did. You know, even uh who um played in the Wu Tangs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's also what made me laugh too, because when I seen him acting like and he did a damn good job. But it yeah, just made a... me think again, like, damn, this nigga's British too. Like, oh he is? Yeah. Who knew? I did not know. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that should be fucking. The fun. guy who um stars in Snowfall is British, British. also. Yeah, this is yeah. Crazy. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like all of the best shows and like uh, some of the best actors that's been coming out recently ha- are British, and it's just like you know, how are y'all niggas playing. You know who better? else is British? The white people that came over here first. That is a fact. That is, that is true. <laughs> that is a fact. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, did you guys also know just fun fact about the movie that Ryan Coogler was a, a producer, him and his wife? Ryan who? Coogler. Ryan Coogler. The director of Black Panther. Dun, 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 and Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Ooh. You you don't know who that is? He's sitting looking at me crazy. No. No, I don't know who that is. You don't know? You've never heard of Ryan Coogler? No. Okay, have you, have you heard of the movie Black Panther? Yeah, I've... I've... Just because I know that's so that's so damn fucked up. I don't know the director. Well, I'm just letting you know that Ryan Coogler is the director of Of both Black Panther. And have you seen Free Red Station? They're both damn good movies. Yeah, so he'll learn. Now you know. But I just didn't know who that was. (laughs) Now you know. I appreciate it. He's a very good filmmaker. You should check him out. I know. Great. He went to USC. Movies that he just he just said. Well, you should know more about. You should know what he looked like. Yeah, that, that's. I think that's what it is. I just. But you know, know, he's like really like one of those people who don't like the spotlight like that. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. Um, he's not even on social media. I believe it. Also, based upon his name, I just want to have assumed that. Yeah. You know, Coogler. Coogler. I don't know too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know any of them. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have assumed that. You know, that's why when you said it, I was just like, hmm, what? Who's that? Brian? Hmm? Yeah, have you heard of the Lucas Brothers? Yeah, I love that show. They were writers on this movie as well. Oh, for real? Yeah, they're yeah, the act- They're the ones who pitched the movie idea to Shaka King, who's director. Mm. 
so I think they met um, at some part of something that he was saying and he they pitched it and he liked it and they had been developing the story the script for like four years because they brought another writer and then they were consulting with the family and then when the studio came home it was just like a lot of drafts and, and shout out yeah. to them shout out to them because Lucas Bros are actually like they're really actually funny as fuck they're really yeah. talented yeah. they lit like lit we gonna make us a movie out <laughs> already we can definitely write something up I'm down for it yeah. So, out of five stars, what are you guys giving it? I, I got to give it the whole, you know, five. The whole five stars? Yeah. yeah I was thoroughly entertained. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it's exempt from rating. You know, it's it's exempt. It's like, black, it's like Black Panther. It's just automatic five. Automatic five. So, the Black Picture Podcast is giving the other BPP. Now, Judas and Black Messiah, five stars all around. That's our first. That's our That's first. first five stars. <laughs> Yeah, all the way. Yeah. Oh, because you was just hating. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie. He, he made some pretty good points. But that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he made some pretty good points about these these movies. You know? We always do. We always do. We always get deep into what it is, not just the surface of it. And so um, that's why I really wanted us to just cover black movies and TV series because other critics and review content really don't understand us and our culture and so I just feel like they critique it in a different way and it's not always fair so I just want to pay homage to black creatives black filmmakers yeah they're like picking at it instead of you know it's like an ingrown hair (laughs) you gotta get up under there you gotta go deeper then right they just be picking at it they just read it for the you know surface <laughs> but nonetheless thank you guys for checking us out um like i said we gave judas and the black messiah five stars all around yes if you have any thoughts or ideas about shows or movies that we should review next just drop it in the comments holla at us you down with bpp yeah you know me hey somebody said we should do a little pussy ghetto stories <laughs> <laughs> No way. And we out. Real niggas is extinct. It ain't safe for me, my dog. They killing niggas in their own hood. That makes sense to you at all. You burnt your bridge to the other side. You know you can't swim across. Y'all know niggas can't swim. They fried my after you die. Y'all know niggas can't win. You never land on your side. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton got murdered. Hold up. Assassinated just to clarify further. What y'all gave birth is the chairman mixed with Jeff Ford. Big step on the jet with my legs crossed. Black stones on my neck. Y'all can't kill Christ.